What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Longa Life Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Longa, and I'm super stoked and grateful to have you here today. So before we start today's show, I just want to tell you guys something that I'm super excited about. There's a company called Purium. I've been looking for a greens juice powder to replace my super long, super arduous, kind of expensive greens juicing routine that I was doing every morning. And I was having a hard time finding a company that had no additives, it tasted good, they were environmentally conscious, and they just were a company that I felt heart-centered with. And then Purium came along. And these people are the best. They get their produce from farmers who use a regenerative style of farming, which makes our soil come back to life and is healing our planet. On top of that, they use packaging that's environmentally friendly, and it's just a really great company. And the greens juice tastes amazing. There's zero additives, and it's 100% organic, and it's quick, easy, no cleanup, no mess. So as a cool offer to you guys, if you would like to try the Power Shake, you can click the link that will be in the description, and if you type in Longa Life at checkout, you will get $50 off your first order of $75 or more. So go check that stuff out. I think you'll really enjoy it, especially if you're a juice head like me. So today's guest is the wonderful Tracy Chu. Tracy was a guest speaker on our Quantum Healing Collective Healing with the Heart meeting that we hold on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. She is absolutely the most wonderful person. She will light you up just with her voice. You can hear her smile in her voice. She's a multi-hyphenate healer. She's a certified life coach, a self-esteem coach. She's certified in NLP. Uh, she also really teaches people the power of breath and the heart and how to realign ourselves and restore calm and peace in our everyday lives. Uh, we cover so much unbelievable stuff in this episode. Um, we really get into some cool things about how to be a better observer of you as a human being. Um, so you can really start learning to understand yourself. Uh, we talk about how to change the reactive patterns that you have, which I think is absolutely unbelievable because once you start pinpointing your reactive patterns by being a good observer, you really start seeing how your life can go on a spiral into chaos if you're not paying attention to your reaction habits. Uh, another thing that we went over, which I thought was something really amazing, especially for those who take care of people, was overcare. And Tracy was one of those people who had to care for people and she noticed that she was going to a place of caring so deeply that she forgot to care for herself. So we get into the topic of overcare and she goes deep into that and I've never really talked to that topic so that was really, really cool. Um, on top of that, she is a certified heart math, heart ambassador. So she knows how to teach a technique called the quick coherence technique, which is from the HeartMath Institute. So we were very fortunate that Tracy takes us through a very short heart lock-in technique, which helps align your heart rhythm with your brain rhythms, basically calms you down, gets you back in touch with yourself, allows you to make better decisions, be more present in the moment, and to really just calm your heart rate down and to just feel better. It really does. It feels good. You can do this with your eyes open. You can do it if you're driving and listening, which is awesome. I was really excited about that. It's a wonderful technique. Uh, I really think you guys are going to like that. So um, yeah, this, this whole thing is packed with information. So if you have the ability to get a notebook out and take some notes, I highly recommend it because Tracy is a plethora of knowledge. If you can't and you're out running or if you're out jogging or running and jogging are the same thing, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> But if you're out driving uh, or any of that, uh, just open your mind, open your heart, really embrace the words that Tracy said because she's been through a lot and she has a wonderful, wonderful amount of knowledge to share with you all today. So um, really, really excited. Uh, if you'd like any more information about our Quantum Healing Collective, uh, there'll be a link in the description which will take you to our Facebook page and there you can find out all the information, connect with other group members and really find out what it's all about. So I think that's it. I think that's all I got to say to you guys today. So get ready, get comfy, get excited, get ready for the beautiful, the wonderful, the smile that lights up a room and just makes me feel beautiful, Tracy Chu. 
Well, I'm yeah. excited to have you here, it's especially because we get to spend Wednesday nights together so much, and now it's like yeah. we get to dive deep now. I'm really looking deep. forward to that. I'm really looking forward to get to know you better and just have a fun conversation. I'm yeah. really ready, ready yeah. to just dive in. <laughs> All right, well, let's do it. So um, I know a little bit about you from reading your bio, but for those mm -hmm. of uh, people out there that don't know you, just introduce yourself, uh, tell people who you are. Okay, well, my name is Tracy Chu, and I live in San Jose, California, and I'm really on a mission just to live in the heart and be connecting with love and be a channel for light and for cultivating my own life force energy and supporting that in others. So I'm just all about love, light, and life force energy. <laughs> oh, it's, it's beautiful. And you radiate that when you, when anytime you, I talk to you and watching you and just your smile. It's a, <laughs> for those of you listening and cannot see Tracy's smile is infectious. So I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. So you've been a, a personal life coach now for a while. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. amongst them, you're a multi-hyphenate. You have quite a, quite, you've done quite a few things in life have I've, I've had i've had i've had a i've had 56 years on the planet so oh my lots goodness. of different things in life that's fantastic <laughs> but I mean, all of it's a journey towards for me self-love you know and then mm. the coaching just i i retired i was i was doing um i was in uh Peace Corps and I was in nonprofit housing for 20 years and I was always been in service even mm. when I was a little kid even when I was a little kid I volunteered you know mm. I had a school that had deaf people in our school and I volunteered so right. ever since I was little I've been in service and volunteering and, mm -hmm. but um, yeah the, the coaching is what I choose to focus on right now because it's more in alignment with what I like to learn what I like to practice what I preach and I'm constantly learning as I go and constantly using the tools that I share with others and so that's what I dedicate you know, my time to now, especially in the last four years, completely coaching before I was coaching on the side while I was still doing nonprofit work. Wow. Uh, and nonprofit housing. No kidding. So, um, yeah, so that's, you know, it's, I think, uh, my path is, yeah, I've, I've bounced around. I haven't bounced around in that, you know, I was, I've been pretty consistent, like 20 years, nonprofit housing. And mm. that's, a, that's a career, right? That's a, segment of the world that I work in. Mm -hmm. um, but really, all my life, I would say mostly I'm a student. I'm a learner. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm always taking classes and learning and mm. um, applying what I learn. And, and, and I learn best by teaching. So mm. what do you think drove you to have such a appetite for learning? Uh, just survival. Survival. Huh? Survival when I was <laughs> little, when I was little, like I, mm. I used to, I grew up in a single parent household. So I remember as a little kid, I was always watching the adults, mm. you know, watching mm. them to learn, you know, what was going to happen next. And um, so that I could, you know, be ready. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. I grew up in the 60s and 70s yeah. and there's some wild parties and yeah. uh, times and um yeah, I, I used to watch. Other kids would be out playing, and I was a, I grew up in a single. I was the oldest of three three kids, so okay. I was the little mama's helper. So uh, when my mom was at play, I was on watch. Mm, you know, mm, so that's, that's a I difficult job to take on. I took it on, and not the healthiest job, and certainly <laughs> as a little kid. But for various reasons, that was like that was comfortable to me to be on watch, and so watching the parents, watching the little ones, just being the little mm, the little mm. mama. <laughs> um at a young age like by eight i was cooking dinner you know for my oh my goodness brothers <laughs> wow i mean simple stuff like but hot still, dogs <laughs> just the initiative like that's that's incredible that's incredible. yeah just assuming roles and so my heart goes out to a lot of kids you know i i see them when I, I do coaching now for little kids too, um, teaching awesome. kindergartners. Mm. And uh, I saw these, I see these six year old girls that remind me so much of myself. You can tell they're a little bit bossy. They're very smart, but they're trying to control the environment. They're trying mm. to follow the rules and make sure everybody's following the rules. And that's kind of, that's a, 
that's a strategy for safety and security in your world, right? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me growing up, definitely the bossy sister. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it's funny that you say that, like controlling because of wanting to keep safe. It's so true because you, once you feel that your environment's safe, then if you got it all good, then you can, you can finally take a deep breath. Then you can finally take a deep breath. But the truth is, as life goes on, you, there's so much you cannot control and you realize you become an enabler instead of an empowerer. Mm, mm. And it's exhausting for you, me as opposed, and it hinders the other person's growth. So I've had to learn a lot. I mean, I've definitely learned a lot through my life journey. <laughs> but you have kids, right? So yes. you know. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's an ever it's it's you just constantly learning and even when constantly. you think you've figured something out it's it's almost like that's the time when it's ready for your next it's like it's just like anything else in life you you reach the top of the first mountain and you look across the horizon and you're like oh there's the next one i gotta go climb and yeah. that's how child raising is is becoming <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty, well, I pretty love, quick it is and i love that you have you're up for the challenge right you're up to yeah. learn you're yeah. up to climb whatever mountain's going to come mm, and mm. so i i I definitely honor that in you, that attitude, because I have other friends that are parents that are just overwhelmed by it, you know, because mm. the kids are relentless. They're going to just keep learning and growing and challenging yeah. and asking over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, even if you give them the answer, they're going to wonder why you gave them an answer. <laughs> and getting yeah. what they want, asking for what they want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> She's, uh, she is quite the... Yeah, she's she's very strong in her opinion, and she knows exactly <laughs> what she wants, when she wants it, how she wants it. She will say no until the cows come home. <laughs> but here's my question: We we yeah. all and I I grew up less like that because I just had so many childhood kind of traumas early on. But I mm. see that in a lot of kids where they grew up with this sense of I know exactly what I want mm. and I want it right now, and I'm going to be relentless in getting it. Mm. When do we lose that? Hmm. Like when did you, did you notice a shift in yourself or have you always kept your like the ability to create no. what you want? No. And you know, it's funny. Um, I just did a podcast recently with Todd Norian and we talked a little bit about when these moments happen. And for mm -hmm. Todd, it was when his sister got severely yelled at and chased by her, his father for down the hallway for not cleaning a room and they got into an argument and the argument just escalated and escalated until his father was red faced screaming and yelling, chasing his yeah. sister around yelling at her. Yeah. And it struck a fear in him. And he, from that moment on made a decision that he was going to be neat and clean and always, yes. so he didn't. So it's, yeah. I, all of a sudden when he said it, I literally, my top of my head blew off and I said, <laughs> Todd, I do the same exact thing. I uh -huh. love my father dearly, uh -huh. but my uh -huh. father was a very prominent, strong voice in the house and what yeah. he said went. And yeah. I think there was times in my life that I would make decisions. I don't know. I can't pinpoint one, but I think I was very, I was very dreamy kid. Mm. I had big lofty goals that were just like, just outlandish. And mm -hmm. I I would say things, and I think even in the in innocence, I maybe was knocked down a little bit, like, all right, you know, and I don't think at those moments they understood what kind of effect that could have had, even uh -huh. though my, my, my father's always been there to lift me up. Uh -huh. He's very much a realist. So when my lofty goals got very like, holy cow, he'd probably bring me back down to earth a little bit. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. So I think that that's when it shuts off. I think a lot for when, when someone that they see as their primary caretaker yeah. or the person that, like you said, you were very observant and you watched your parents. Yeah. I think when a child sees somebody that they've identified as that person, that yeah. is, that uh, is my person, just like a, a duck or any other animal can be born and see a dog or something for the first time because the mother passed and that dog now becomes its mother. Yeah. We identify so much, I think with that person, that thing. And if yeah. they cut off at the legs, what we believe to be true. Yeah. We believe their truth before we believe Oz in that moment. And it's a very strange time yeah. I, think. I think yeah and it, and it makes sense when I, you know when I've learned about children child development of the brain until about six or seven we take everything in as truth right we mm -hmm. believe in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and all yes. these yes. tooth fairy I don't want to ruin it for your daughter <laughs> but yet we believe in all these things 
and um, without question. So if an adult that we uh, respect um, undermines us or diminishes or inadvertently, I'm sure it's not meant intentionally. They're not thinking I'm going to make my child weak. Mm, <laughs> They're just right. trying to make us realistic so that we don't get hurt. It's like their way of protecting us. Right. Mm-hmm. But either way we let go of that. Um, Cause I love it. I love seeing little kids when they go into the supermarket wearing their princess outfits, you know, yes. and their, their Superman capes and like, they're like in public wearing their heroes. Yeah, you know, I'm they're, me. they're out Can't loud. Like, this is what I like. This yes. Is, I like this. I like this color. I like this pattern. I, I like, like these boots outfit. with this cape. This is my wand. <laughs> yes. Yes, totally. Magic. I got yeah. power. I'm owning it. I had this great picture of my friend's little girl. She was three and she's just looking into the sky wearing her Snow White costume and she's in her backyard. She's just like in pure bliss, pure (laughs) elation. And she's just screaming to the heavens. And it's just a photograph of her. And I save it because I'm like that, that I want to, and I feel feel like my whole adult life is trying to reclaim that. Claim the oh power, my God, reclaim yeah. the voice, reclaim that ability to be, I don't care what you think about my outfit today. <laughs> this is me. Yes. This is who I am. And I really feel like women in their 50s get to reclaim that because I feel like it's taking me this long. And I see that with my girlfriends mm. because believe me, women in our 20s and in our mm. teens, we're not like that. We've, we've, we're trying to fit in mm. because, you know, it's safer. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm just curious about, you know, that's, uh, that's something you're aware of. Cause me too, not only just because of somebody directly shoots us down, but out of fear, out of fear, yeah. out of fear. Cause I, you know, I lost, my dad just left our house when I was five. So that was part of me watching the adults in the world. Cause who else is going to leave? Like when's mm. the next thing going to happen? Mm. And you're and five so, at that point too. So you're in that like, yeah, full yeah. blown, like almost at the height of it. Like, yeah. whoa, what's going yeah. on now? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you can't trust everything that's happening, but mm. I do trust everything that's happening. <laughs> Thus far, it's been so good. What is this? Yeah. So I better just pay attention. <laughs> mm. Mm. But that's been my saving grace to you. Like, I really feel like every challenge we've ever had is the double-edged sword, right? On the one hand, it can hurt, and you mm. have some sabotaging and terrible things that can develop from those wounds, but you can also have some strengths, some resiliency, some, mm. you know, and I think for me, becoming observant because I had to, I decided to out of survival has made me really be um, a good coach now, you know, yeah, a, good, yeah. a good person because I am so observant. I do catch a lot of things. I catch you've experienced all almost other people's experiences through your own, like you can, you can feel when you see somebody, oh my God, I've felt that. I can see that feeling. I can see yeah. that feeling, you know, yeah. and yeah. I felt that before. And then you empathize with somebody. And I think that that's yes. what, what makes it for me personally. I think that that's what makes the greatest of coaches. Yeah. Cause yeah. they, they empathize with you and, and it's not this, I can do it. How come you can't do it type of feeling. It's more of, I understand where you are. Yeah. Let's try to get you out of there now. Yeah. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I'm, I want to say I'm constantly catching myself in overcare. Have you heard mm. this term overcare? I love this term no, overcare. No, I haven't. No, I learned it at Heart Mastery, at the Heart Math Institute. And um, it, it, it blew my mind last year when I learned this. Cause I'm like, mm. oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Light bulb. laughs> oh, there it is. That's There's the a thing. term for mm. what I do sometimes, mm. oftentimes. So I'm really, you know, I'm really, I've just, learn to be as non-judgmental as I can be constantly checking on myself to not be judgmental. Mm. So I thought I was pretty good about that. Like I can accept where everybody's at in the Mm. moment and I can just say, yeah, that's where you are. And I can, you know, I can, as if you're a friend, if you're a family, if you're a client, I can offer support Mm. um, in a way that empowers you. Right. Cause I can just take you where you're at and just have a conversation, ask questions, and then just make some Mm. offerings. But there's a few people in my life, myself included, my body included, where I go a little over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what's that look like? What's that feel like? Because somebody else Uh, might actually have that same exact thing and not, and you might be telling them. My mother's a classic one, right? And Mm -hmm. and my partner, unfortunately, my love of my life is another. When Mm. I see people I care about so much Mm. and I don't want anything bad to happen to them. 
Mm. I don't want anything bad to go wrong in our relationship. I want to be with them for as long as possible. I want to mm. stretch it out. So I want my mom to live forever and I want my boyfriend to be as healthy and live forever too. So I can enjoy that. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a little girl part of me just exposing yourself right now. Yeah. Which so how it comes out, mm. how it plays out is, uh, you know, you just start to make comments whenever when you, you just have a reaction. I got reaction. So my mom just recently, we're in COVID-19, right? We're in mm -hmm. coronavirus shelter in place. And she lets a stranger, she lets a, a friend into her house from Mexico. He's traveling up from Mexico and he's like homeless from his relationship breaking up and she's helped him the umpteenth time and he shows up with a dog. Mm. My dad has emphysema. My brother's a smoker. My other brother, you know, just got home and he's going through his own stuff. And then my oh mom's my so elderly and she lets this man into her house. Mm. <laughs> So you're had you're you're now in full panic mode at this point. <laughs> but you know what? Even though I'm a practice meditator after decades, I'm coach, I know all mm. the stuff, I'm trying to keep it in check, I'm trying to whatever. I broke out one night subconsciously, I'm having a reaction and it's mm. showing up in how I'm fe I'm feeling angry that she's doing this. I'm feeling upset. At night, I'm actually scratching my face because I'm itching. I'm in hives. No kidding. So my body has been my best revealer mm. of when I'm in overcare. Like my brain's trying to talk myself out of my reactions and my brain's mm. trying to say, well, it's okay. I'm just going to hope that they're cleaning. I'm going to hope that they're whatever. I'm going to make recommendations. Right. Maybe I'll send them a little uh, information from the county about what they can and can't do as far as letting people into their house. <laughs> <laughs> just going through the gamut of what can I do? <laughs> what can I do? But you know what it started to sound like? And I caught it. It started to sound like Tracy telling her mother what to do. Ooh. And her mother felt it and heard it and pushed back. Mm. Don't we all and do you, that too? And you could tell it. You could tell it, the dynamic mm. and the voice tone and everything. It's almost like, I hear you, but I don't like what I'm hearing. And you can hear it in the tone. Mm. And mm. even though it comes from a place of love, it comes from a place of, I want you to be alive and healthy. I love you. Like, we mm. have fun together. It comes across as, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm. And what you're doing is risky. What you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is dangerous. What mm. you're doing is irresponsible. Yeah, you're calling basically into question her own authority over herself. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> yeah. is the authority, right? Now, she was, other people in the household were stressed too. My brother mm. was stressed, but they weren't talking to her about it. <laughs> I was talking to her about it because that's always been my role as mm -hmm. the little mama is to step up to big mama. And we've had, we've had our clashes. I'm sure. That, oh, I'm sure. But I didn't want that. So mm. overcare, you know you're in it when it doesn't feel good to you. Your body's literally having a reaction. Mm. Mm. And it's separating you from the person you really want to be close to. Mm. So that care is in there, but the overcare way of expressing it pushes you apart. Mm. And so what I had to do is just really, the day after my hives, I said, okay, I'm in total overcare and my <laughs> body's freaking out. I'm going to write an email to my mama and I'm just going to say, I love you guys so much. And I'm sorry. I'm stressed about this. And I know it's my reaction, not helping you mm. and not helping our relationship. Wow. I'm going to trust that you've got this. I'm going to pray you are sanitizing. <laughs> I would recommend keeping them in the kitchen only where you can wipe it down. <laughs> Create a small spot in the house where they do not leave. That's all I'm going to say about this. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. And you know what? She resolved it. She thanked me. We were back together in this. We were using the heart math tools to meditate at night to mm. get de-stressing ourselves. And then she got him on an airplane by Friday. It took a week. And wow. she got him into another location. So things will resolve themselves. Mm. And that's just me showing a little example. Now, I've had many examples where we've spent, you know, we get in arguments or we, we've not had that love that you know, it's been painful. So mm. I'm just glad that I'm able now to catch it when it's happening and mm. then dial back my, connect with the real care mm. and, and identify <laughs> that Yes. and try to boost that mm. instead of all the things that are going on that make me feel threatened. Mm. How do we catch that in ourselves, that part of ourselves that uh, is going into overcare for people who don't know, how can they learn to see the signs in their body? and accept that that's a sign from their body that they're going someplace. Because I think sometimes people, like you said, your brain's gonna try to convince you that that's not what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people do that. And I think that's another form of safety, again, mm -hmm. 
let's mm -hmm. let's let's avoid the conflict let's avoid the frustration let's avoid the idea that i'm doing this to myself yeah because all those things are scary yeah how do people come to grips with the idea like you said you're involved with heart math and you have these techniques is that something that you use to yeah i well even in just before heart math and coaching in general this is what i teach little kids i teach them to observe mm. stop stop take pauses during the day i teach ceos this and i teach little kids this take breaks during the day and just check in mm. what am i feeling what am i doing right now <laughs> why am i doing this <laughs> yes and and how's it making me feel mm. how's it making me feel because when we're thinking 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 we're reacting 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 and that's when things escalate like you talk about with your dad with chasing the daughter down the hallway red face like i've seen my mother that way right? <laughs> that, that is that is what happens to parents when we have just been like we've lost it where our, our brain has been hijacked by our emotions. Mm. Right. Right. And it literally does get hijacked by the emotions. It, mm. it, the, the emotions of the, the emotions affect our nervous system and our hormones and send signals to the brain that you are in fight or flight or freeze. So mm -hmm. parents are either going to fight or they're going to check out mm -hmm. or they're going to escape. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and people in general, not just parents. So that's, right, right, right. When you're pushed to a certain point where your emotions are overwhelming you, those are your reactions. Mm -hmm. Well, wouldn't it be great if we were taught when we were younger yeah. to just check in, just yes. check in and take some deep breaths. Because when we take those deep breaths, especially focusing on the heart, we de-escalate that hijack. We, we gain our composure for the moment. We ground ourselves, if you will. Like we put the car, we put the brakes on. Yes. You just yes. put the brakes on so the car's not hauling down the road. You mm. know? Mm. You just put the brakes on, you breathe, and when you can do that, then you can think again. <laughs> and then you have choices. Mm. And you get mm. to say, do I want to keep doing this? <laughs> right, right. Or, and the older we get, the more we know where that car is going. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> through that, experience. Where that conversation's going to get us. Mm. And mm. we can choose to just say, you know what, this isn't a good time. I need to take a break. Mm. You know what? I'll, I'll come back and talk later when I can really talk. You know, yeah. you know what? I just need a little bit of time to myself. Yeah, I yeah. just need a little bit of time to myself. You know what? I just need that. Or sometimes you just say, no, you know what? I need to say something else. I really need to defend myself here. Because mm. how many times mm. have I had an argument where I'm like, oh, I wish I could have stood up for myself better, but I just couldn't think straight in the moment. Mm. That's true too. Right? So there's yes. times when your anger is your, your I'm not saying anger is bad. No, I never say that. No. It's just, it's never appropriately, it's never appropriate to project it so directly at another mm. person. To use it more weaponizing instead of uh, tool. Revealing. My yeah. anger says my boundary has been crossed. My mm. anger says my core value is at threat here, is being threatened here. My values, mm. my, my anger or my fear is saying I'm not safe. I need to protect myself. Mm. That's all good information for me. For yes. me. So when I get angry, I need to retreat and process that. Mm. Not blame the other person for making me angry. That's the gift. Mm. The gift is they illustrated by my reaction what I need. Yes. But it's hard. You know, it's so hard for people to see stuff like that in today's day and age. And, I, and, I, and I'm glad we're talking about it because I feel like you showing children this is opening a door for adults to get to a place where the collective understands that, hey, when I'm getting these signals, we should stop engaging right now because mm -hmm. it's now no longer my authentic self engaging with your authentic no. self. It's my ego trying to beat your ego yeah. and no one's going to win. No. So let's, but, but we're so etched and programmed as adults. Once you pass this, you know, certain age, I think once you pass your, your your adolescent stages into your mid teenage years like you're starting to get to a place where the the i don't care what you say and like yeah i'm gonna fight you for this comes on oh yeah oh yeah you know? i know yeah and and i understand that more too because you know, we have a part of our brain that looks for patterns and creates mm. patterns and creates a defense system mm. and builds up our expectations and then that's when we get disappointed and builds up our judgments, mm -hmm. you know, and that's when we start, you know, trying to control things and right or wrong. And we, we become reactionary beings instead of observers and choosers. We're just reactors. Mm. You know, mm. it's like, I just teach kids 
and I teach them in Spanish. Like when I translate in Spanish, it's like I teach them to stop, observe, listen, feel, and breathe. Mm. Mm. I mean, so, <laughs> all fundamentals. It's Why so wouldn't those be our fundamentals? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I've, this is a question that is something that I think about so much. And I think, you know, as ironic, as, I mean, as sad as what it is that's going on right now, it is a giant awakening for yeah. this type of behavior. Yeah. Because no, oh. is, you have no other options. So yes. when you strip away all the distracting things, the things that people use to yeah. prevent themselves from doing these moments of going inside and gut checking and mm -hmm. having the courage to go deep within, because anybody who's ever gone on a spiritual journey, and I think this may be the subconscious reason why most people don't, because it's scary. Yeah. And you find out a lot about yourself. Yeah. About that you actually may be the one responsible, although other people were yeah. a catalyst, mm -hmm. you were the choice maker and the responsible yeah. one. And I think so many people are deathly afraid of that feeling of like, oh my God, I did this to myself. Yeah. But I think that there's a power in that. If you oh, did there it. there is. You can undo it. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. I'm so with you. I'm so with you. And that's why I feel like I don't regret any mistakes I've made or challenges I've faced and how I've dealt with them, good or bad, because all of it has been my journey. And really, I feel like my journey has been a journey of self-love. Mm. And that's what I believe we're all here to do is learn how to love. And that's sort of my, if I have one framework for the world. It's like love truly is for me, trumps all. Like mm. love heals everything. And uh, we build up all these defenses and we look to the outside world to love ourselves and mm -hmm. they always fail us. Those defenses mm -hmm. never really work. Nope. The, nobody can ever love us better than we can love ourselves. They don't know what we want, exactly what we want. I mean, that's why I asked about that question about the little kids. They know exactly what they want, exactly what they love, exactly in the moment. And mm. that's what I'm trying to reclaim for myself and help others do the same. It's like yeah. reclaim what you love. About, and you know, no, don't expect yourself to be perfect. And yeah, I'm always having to reuse these tools and learn and mm. grow. It's just a journey. It's not like you get to a destination and you win, you're done. Right. So the same thing. It's like my, it's like having my chit, my, my child. Yeah. She, she's going to teach me and then I'm going to learn. And then she's yeah. going to be like, well, that was fun. Let's learn something else. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that, you know, it takes courage to be a parent. And so I, my, mm. I didn't ever have my own children, but I had three goddaughters that I helped, you know, grow up, raise when they were babies and mm -hmm. two stepkids and wow, parenting. That's, that's where I really got in touch with my anger. Mm. Oh, you have to. <laughs> oh, I felt it. It's so frustrating. Uh, and I was brought up in an angry household. Like my, and I was, was too. Angry. And so that was an automatic response. Yep. I'm going to yell. Not I'm going to scream. I'm oh. going to smash stuff. And then I realized through my own personal journeys of the Good personal development that if I do this, yeah, my daughter's going to do this. Yes. And I've had even moments when I've slipped up and I've lost my temper. Sure. And she will do, she will emulate what I've done when she loses her temper yeah. from that one time. I know. So I am in the process now of, <laughs> of trying to help. I've had to, I learned yeah. like a light bulb that day and I sit Good. down with her now and she yells and screams. And says, and she doesn't know what I'm saying yet. Yeah. She doesn't, but I ask her to breathe. Yeah. What's matter? How yeah. come you feel this way? Talk yeah. to daddy. Yeah. And I, and it's important that I think if people realize that you might be flying off the handle because it's an odd, like you said, it's a default programming system. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that's where you, you did mention heart math and I just want to give them a plug. I, yeah. I'm always, I, for, for really 20 years now, I've been looking for programs and techniques that can mm reprogram reprogram <laughs> because i was so aware of this autopilot response and i did grow up with a lot of you know violence in a way not directly at me but just there was a lot of energy and violent energy yelling screaming spanking all of that yeah. all of that and uh but what i learned is that i have total compassion by the way I have total mm. compassion for everybody that's been involved in my childhood, I'm not blaming or judging any of that because I have experienced it myself when I was mm. even just a co-parent, you know, just a part-time parent in a divorced household. We didn't even have them full time and I can see myself going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can know how it comes out. So I totally understand it. Which is beautiful. <clears throat> and so I've always been looking for, how do I stop that? 
I want to stop that button getting pushed. Yeah. You know, yes. I don't want to yes. push that button anymore. I yeah. want a new button. Yeah. Because you're aware of it now. You don't worry. I keep being, but it's almost like dieting. Like I'm aware of what I should do, but I keep going back. <laughs> it's cool too. Cause once you, I believe once you have that awareness, the responsibility now is definitely in your core. It's definitely on you. Right. And so you got to own that too. And then there's shame and guilt that comes Ooh, in. Cause you know, yes. you're not doing what you said you were going to do. Mm. So how do I just reprogram the whole automatic response? Yeah, reboot. <laughs> reboot. I want a whole new upgrade, right? Yeah. Tracy, Tracy, 2020. Right? <laughs> I'm constantly looking for that upgrade every year. Yeah. I'm looking for new tools yeah. to upgrade me. Just like a computer would, right? Yeah. I mean, the, that's why I'm hoping for technologies. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get there with AI. They're going to like be able to say, Tracy, oh, I think you so. did this, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. <laughs> I think so. I mean, we are already doing it. This, I mean, the psychedelic revolution is happening and the people are going back and, and fixing traumatic things in their childhood. Kristen and our, 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 our group, she was able to repair something through one psychedelic experience and a psychedelic therapy session and changed her entire life. Yeah, completely. I totally get it. So that's real deep, like massaging of the brain hardwiring. Beautiful. Mm, it's not um, for everybody though. Not for everybody. I mean, I, I, I definitely have had a little bit of exposure with psychedelics and it's hard on my body. My body is mm. a sensitive immune system. So mm. it, it, that probably wiped me out for a whole week. Right? Yeah, see, and, there's, <laughs> and there's no benefit in that. <laughs> but, but what I love about what I'm learning about um, the power of the heart, <clears throat> the heart sends more information to the brain than the brain does to the heart. Mm. And the brain has those control centers, like the patterning part of our brain, the amygdala, the cognitive part of our brain with the pituitary and the, thy the thalamus. And so, is it the thalamus? Is anyway the? Um, I know it. I, I'm probably mixing it up right now. I anyway, always get them all messed up too. The hypothalamus. There's so many pieces. Hypothalamus, maybe that's <laughs> it. So the thing is, it goes straight to those centers. So mm. your heart rhythm sends a signal to those parts of your brain. The part of your brain that's looking at fight. Should I should I react to this? Fight, fight, or freeze, freeze, or should I think this through? Well, mm. when we're reacting, we can't think. We know this. <laughs> um, <Truth. laughs> that part gets shut down but it's your heart that could change all that in a few seconds if you just focus on the heart while you're doing some deep slow breathing mm. and the part key part here is use the power of your emotions we know how scary thoughts and scary feelings hijack us yes. but beautiful feelings like love gratitude compassion mm. um something you really care about just feeling the appreciation feeling mm. those feelings changes all your chemistry, smooths out your heart rhythm and sends signals to the brain that all is okay. We're going to mm. handle this. We got this. And the brain can think yourself through it. That's one good thing about the heart math techniques that I like because everybody can do them. Little kids can do them. Anybody right. can do them. You don't need to pay a lot of money. I just taught you. You can just do it. Just focus on your heart. Breathe, breathe. really slowly. <laughs> and we can actually, I'd like to do it together, you know, just to give everybody definitely. experience with that. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> But what I really love is that their science now, they've been almost 30 years of studying this relationship with the heart and mm. the brain and the role of emotions in like draining our energy or giving us energy mm. and helping us actually think better. Well, guess what? We can actually change our baseline. So here I was looking for, mm. how do I change my reactivity? Your baseline is like, your base, say your program is <clears throat> one way. This is my pattern response. I learned it from my dad. I learned it from my mom. <clears throat> this is what I do. In mm. this situation, this is how I'm going to respond. Yep. Because I've got all these thoughts about it, all these judgments that are firing me up to mm. fight or we'll do what I'm going to do. Yeah, they get plugged in, period. But let's say I just catch myself because I just, I'm a good observer. I catch myself and I do these techniques. And the more I do these techniques, the more that signal goes to the brain, the more that signal goes to the brain, that's the new pattern. Mm. So I'm actually becoming less reactive hmm. the more yeah. I practice these simple breathing tools. Mm. Oh, I love that. And, that's and the, then the that mm. is just all, it's like learning how to play music, learning how to mm. drive, learning how to, it's practice, mm. just practice. You got to dedicate some time to practice, but and guess patience. what? 15 minutes, 15 minutes a day. They did Easy. a study with, uh, with high school kids that they have these beautiful graphs and they had them do for for four months, I believe it was. And they just did 15 minutes a day of this breathing technique that I'm going to do with you. Mm. And they just, um, they, they, they have this way to show, you know, like EKG machines, the electrocardiograph, yeah. cardi cardio cardiograph machines where they measure your heart rate <clears throat> variability yep. Yep. to show a graph. So on a piece of paper right now, <clears throat> do you have one near you? Yes, I do. Draw, draw two lines for me. <clears throat> 
your first line <clears throat> is going to be very jagged and chaotic, how you imagine it would feel when you are <clears throat> just draw a very jagged and chaotic line. Up and down, jagged and chaotic. Okay. And the second line, I want you just to draw smooth hills and valleys, all even, smooth hills and valleys. As now, I can. <laughs> these two lines represent your heart rate, okay? Your heart rate variability, the, the rates, the, the space, the time between heartbeats. Mm. How do you think your heart is beating when you're stressed, when you're upset? Oh, most likely that jagged bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then how do you think it beats when it's the hills and valleys? Oh, just nice and calm and calm. rhythmically. And calm. how are you feeling when that, when that rhythm is going on? Just like you said. Calm, calm. Yeah. Yeah. From someone who suffered from severe anxiety for a very, very, very long time, I'm very yeah. familiar with that, that jagged feeling. Yes, and all of us all day long, and we're getting lots of opportunity right now, especially all of us in one house together all the time. <laughs> you know, lots of opportunity for that jagged heart rate. And mm. that jagged heart rate rhythm is what sends your brain into those responses, automatic responses. But guess so you what? actually turn off from being able to make conscious thought at that point. Yeah. When you get really reactive, you're not able to. In fact, they did a study of a gentleman. He was part of their uh, heart research and he was leaving the facility, but he had a heart monitor on and he was in a car and he was, he was not driving. He was the passenger mm -hmm. and his wife was driving and they had an argument and you could see on his heart monitor, his heart rate jumped from like normal resting rate is around 72. It jumped to like 150 Whoa. in an argument, in a simple little 15 minute Argue, it stayed elevated for like 15 minutes and then you can oh, tell man. something happened where they agreed to just like stop talking about it but it stayed chaotic it stayed jacked up for the for like the rest of the for a good hour you that's know, they so say, bad for the body it's so bad for the body but it also gets that that's impairing your perception it's like even so yeah so let's so let's say he gets in and, and like goes to the grocery store after that argument and then someone bumps into him with the carrots and he's, he's like irritated He's overreacting. And how many people do you know that say, I just had one of those days and it yes. just keeps going and keeps going. And that's what it is, is your, that's heart, what it is. your heart is literally off variability and you're just a, a track. Your heart rate variability is just elevated and jagged, incoherent, they call it. So mm. your heart's always got this beat. The heart rate variability is always happening. It's just in a incoherent, you're, you're in inner chaos. Mm. You're inner in chaos. inner chaos wow. and mm. it's affecting your brain. I call it like having a sunburn. <laughs> you know, yeah. a sunburn, like even a cool wind feels irritating and cold yeah, and uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. So when you're sunburned on the inside, everything bothers you. you oh know? my goodness. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so true. It is. It Little is. things get to you, right? Even people that are happy. You're like, <laughs> yeah, stop God it. damn you for being happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then our judgments, all, you know, we're not our best self. Mm. All our judgments come out. So that incoherence is a normal response. Mm. It's absolutely from our conditioning and our programming. But what I love is we can get, we can change, we, we can manipulate. If there's one thing we can manipulate, it's our heart rate variability rate. Mm. That's unbelievable. So and that's now just the simple breathing. So and it's yeah. So it's it's not it's it's an easy tool. We all do it anyway. <laughs> it's like a, a it's like a prerequisite to life. <laughs> yes yes so, yeah so you want to practice it just so let's let's can... do it i'm excited yeah let's do yeah. one 100 so, so everybody at home if you're uh if you're driving obviously uh maybe pull over <laughs> <laughs> well no, i'm not gonna make you close your eyes you could do this eyes open or eyes closed Ooh, so even it's, better it's even better we're gonna teach you quick coherence which is just how to get it from that jagged to mm -hmm. that hills and valley okay mm -hmm. and you could do it eyes open eyes closed Okay, beautiful. Because we are, our brains are powerful multitaskers, mm. as we know. So mm -hmm. you could just be driving while you're focusing your attention right now on the area of your heart. Okay. And so just do that. And I like to put my hand there just to really draw my attention, but you don't have to. Mm. You know? I, like, I like that too. It feels, I know. I could feel the air. It feels I like know. It's a connection. So yeah. just start to breathe slower and deeper than normal. But focus on that heart, imagining that breath is coming into the heart and out from the heart. Into the heart. And out from the heart. And if you find your mind is busy, you can count. You can count up to five on the inhale. Five on the exhale. 
this step alone is starting to calm the nervous system, calm the hormonal response. This step alone, this heart-focused breathing, this breathing in and out from the heart slowly and deeply. Powerful all by itself. This is what we do when we want to calm down in the moment, when we're upset, when we're scared, when we're overwhelmed, when we feel like a chicken with our head cut off. Just heart-focused breathing. But here's the part that's going to help get those hills and valleys in our heart rate rhythm. Just remember, remember something, someone, some place, some pet, something you love, something you care about, something you appreciate, something you have gratitude for. Just make a sincere effort right now to create that heart feeling, regenerative feeling in your body by thinking about those things that you care about, you appreciate right now. And sometimes it's a stretch. Sometimes you just really appreciate you know, the moon or the sunrise, <laughs> sunset. But whatever it is that you can appreciate in nature or in your family or in your body, in your life, breathe that feeling in that deep feeling of appreciation and care. And really, that's all it takes. I don't want to have too much silence on our podcast. But just notice how you feel. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Every time. That's the thing, too. It's, it's every single time. I'm new to this, too. It's only been something I've been practicing since I've met Kyle. And it is truly something. And like you said, in the car, I find myself doing this breathing now mm -hmm. subconsciously. It's a, nice. It's it's happening subconsciously because I yes. practice. It becomes is. you a new pattern. Yes. Yeah, so like there'll be moments when I just... Just because I want to feel that, because it feels really, really good. It does. Yes. It feels very much like if you've ever had to walk through an airport for a very, very long time and you've had to carry a bag that was heavy and yeah. you finally get to your seat and you get to put that bag down. Uh -huh. that, that's what it feels like. It's just like, whoa. Relief. Yeah. yeah. And it's different in different moments when I'm using it, right? Sometimes when I'm doing it, if I'm doing it in the middle... We use this technique, quick coherence, as a prep and reset throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can start your day in this to kind of like get your heart rate in a smooth, coherent state to begin mm -hmm. your day. Which would be right? perfect, right? Which yes. would be perfect. And to end your day to like clear, clear, mm -hmm. <laughs> clear out whatever was stressing you. Better right? sleep, I would imagine. Better sleep. Mm -hmm. But in the middle of the day, in between transitions, like in between calls or in between podcasts for you or in between um, activities, meetings. Mm. It's a way to refresh. It's a way to reboot. But also it helps me remember because what happens when we get that, when the heart rate gets in that smooth hills and valleys, your brain is really alert mm. And, mm. and able to think very clearly and remember right. things. So I find myself remembering, oh yeah, I got to do this. Mm. Oh yeah, don't forget to do that. Right. Like my memory is yeah. better. So cognitively you're actually performing at and a that's higher just it. level people think i don't have time to do this tracy i have so many people that i coach <laughs> I, I coach at this one company where i've i coach their all their a lot of their staff and they're like i don't have time i'm too busy i've got too much to do i'm like you don't have time for like five minutes no okay how about one minute <laughs> you're, telling me in your, you're telling me in your whole day of eight hours of service to others where you're trying to get stuff done you don't have one minute an hour for yourself i think it's that thing tracy that we talked about <laughs> earlier it's that fear that i'm responsible for how i feel right now and if you give somebody a i we're very odd like this as human <laughs> beings if you give somebody a tool to fix themselves and is it can be just as simple as this one minute uh -huh. and they'll reject it and it's and I find myself at times wondering like, what would make you reject this? And it's yeah. the idea that I think personally 
that A, someone else has the, the fix to my problem and I want to be the fix to the problem. Right. That's one. And then I think two is I'm not entirely sure I want my problem fixed because I use- It's familiar. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of use this problem to my advantage at times. Yeah. And I think if people start recognizing that, you, that there's a small advantage to your problem and a much larger advantage to yeah. not having the problem- yeah. And then maybe yeah. these techniques will be received yeah. far more easily, especially in the sense that, hey, listen, don't you like feeling good? If you had exactly. the opp- like if you had the opportunity to just like go home after you got your sunburn and put some yeah. lotion on and it was gone right after you put the lotion on, like right after. No one's yeah. gonna be like, you know what, I think <laughs> I, I, I think I'm gonna well. hop in a hot shower first <laughs> and then I'm gonna go roll around in my sheets. I might go play some rugby <laughs> and then I think I'll take a, a bit. No, they're gonna put the lotion on and take the sunburn off. So it's funny that people just don't understand how simple it is and how fast. Because even in that few minutes, I feel better. Yeah. It's, uh, the benefit of the techniques is that you do feel good. And so that is one incentive because mm. you do feel good. Later, if you have, um, for me, I have health you know, conditions that require me to just really, mm. that's why I became on a healing kind of path mm-hmm. early on because I had so many health conditions with chronic upper respiratory, asthma, breathing, you know, breathing was a challenge when I was younger, just sinus conditions and allergies and sick a lot. And then digestive stuff, you know, just the body, you know, the immune system's just reactive, reactive, reactive. So the older I got, the more important it got that I learned how to another way, another way. Pills weren't doing it. Mm. You know, outside support wasn't doing it. It had to be an internal fix, Mm. an internal solution. And so that's where I love these tools. I like to promote them because our bodies actually are the best pharmacy. Mm. Yeah. And it keeps the score too. It's telling you when it's time to tap into the pharmacy. Yeah, it is. It's like, I need, I need you to, I need to slow down that brain so I can catch up. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be manufacturing all this stuff. Decades of this, you know, the liver's tired, the everything's tired. (laughs) You know, it's so funny too. Is that we talked about how you had such a, uh, you were so responsible at such a young Mm -hmm. age. And then I see it, I, I find it so interesting that, you in later years suffered all of these autoimmune style dis- yeah. diseases. And I think what a lot of people aren't aware of is that I've only recently really started learning about is that our body in that fight or flight stage is releasing chemicals into our yeah. body that are deteriorative to yes. our internal cells. It yes. literally eats away at our insides because it's it shunting blood away from our parts that keep us healthy and putting it into places that keep us alive, keep us safe for a moment. It's wear and tear. It's wear and tear. And I would say thinking is the most dangerous. Overthinking Mm. is one of the most dangerous things we do. I agree with that. Because without overthinking, especially if we're doing it in a negative way, like worrying about the future Mm. and and being sad about the past, things we can't control. The future's not here yet and the past Mm. has already happened, but we're eating ourselves alive, Mm. literally on the inside, in my opinion, with those thoughts and the chemical reaction, like you said, the cascade of reactions that eats away, you know, my nervous system you know, just it becomes hyper. Yeah. So then that's, but that's, but then I've learned to modify and mitigate that with meditation and mm. with good diet and really trying to work on sleep. And, you know, it's just like, it's a constant vigilance. It's constant discipline to keep, yes. keep on that and still, you know, not still be human and not try to be just like a monk, you know, a nun, like <laughs> perf- I can't do everything yeah, perfectly. No. I'm going to, you know, and I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to eat this and drink this and it's going to be bad. I'm going to have a reaction and I'm yeah. ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> But it's the yin and yang. I think we have to put, Kristen and I have talked about this, that if you're way too up in your head, it's not good. If you're way too down in your body, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Landing in your heart in the middle is that perfect blend between the two of them. And you need both sides. We need both sides. And I think that's huge for everybody who may be listening right now is to forgive yourself for any of these any moments that you feel like even forgive yourself right now if you're telling yourself oh my god i can't believe i'm not doing this like what am i stupid like don't don't even beat yourself up about that like you know don't 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 i good advice good advice (laughs) don't beat yourself up in fact my new thing i i just read this book called the art of possibility and it was Mm. so great and and it just kind of 
along the lines of other things I've heard, I now, instead of like, instead of going into judgment and going right into that automatic response of mm-hmm. blame, shame, game, ask, get curious. Yeah. Get curious. What's, yeah. Get, what, oh, that's interesting. I'm doing that again. Oh, that's interesting. I'm feeling that way. Or oh, that's interesting. You know, why is that happening right now? Yeah. There's this a metaphor in the book um, from the art of possibility. Who is it? Rosamond, I, I brought it down because I never remember names of authors. And it's yeah. terrible. I want to give oh. them credit. But um, <laughs> Benjamin, Benjamin Zander, he's a, he's a Boston Philharmonic's um, conductor. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So the art of possibility is um, asking those questions of what's possible here. But one of their metaphors is if you were to look at your life as a chess board, a chess game, mm. you're not the piece and you're not even the strategy. Mm. You're the board. Mm. <laughs> you're all of it. Yes. You're all of it. And so therefore, it's kind of like the long lines of other people that have taught, you know, I'm the author and the actor and the writer of this movie that is my life. Yes. Yes. And so I get to change any of those parts. I'm the board. I get to look at my strategies. I get to look at these pieces. I get to look how this game's playing out. And I'm the board. And if something's showing up on my board, it's like, that's interesting. How do I let that get on my board? And why yes. am I, why am I letting that bother me? Mm. Cause I can just take it off my board. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love how that you put that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you can just take it off the board. It's so right? I don't think we think about things in these simplicities because yeah. we have, we live in a complicated world. So we'd like to complicate things. Cause it, I think it makes us as humans feel superior to, the things that are actually uh, mentally a little bit more <laughs> intelligent as far as their relationship to nature than we are. You know what I mean? Uh, but nature is simple and complex simultaneously. Simple. And so are we. Yeah. It's, and, it's wild. and people learn by metaphor. They learn by story. Right. Mm, so, mm. Um, uh, so the simpler, the better people, that's what people are going to remember. I totally I mean, agree. And like you said, they're not going to even remember what I'm words are only 7% of communication. Ah, Mm. It's really your tone mm. and your um, body language. Mm. Are and much the energy, more, right? All that. And that's what I love too about learning about, you know, the field of the heart. <clears throat> when we get our heart coherent, there's a field that can be measured around us, like five feet. It's like an electromagnetic our, our heart, field. Yeah, our electromagnetic field. And people can feel that and their hearts can feel that. And they've wow. done studies where a couple of people, four people are at a table. Three mm. people are getting their heart into that smooth rhythm and they're told to do it randomly. The other person is not trained how to do it at all and doesn't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They'll measure the fourth person's heart. It syncs up with their hearts. No way. You oh, get yourself wow. coherent, your daughter gets coherent. You get yourself coherent, your fiance <laughs> gets coherent. Wow. I get myself coherent, my family gets coherent. Mm. So we're doing a service to the world as well as, well as ourselves by just yeah. getting our heart into that rhythm oh that's so powerful mm, i know i'm a, i'm loving it yeah that <laughs> I'm is this so information. yes it's unbelievable because you're right about the you and Kristen. they're right about the power of the heart it is powerful and we know mm. this we know about look at how how much we do for our passions and our love and yeah yeah and how much we will fight or flight or you know do anything for what we care about well, let's get it into check with real care, coherent care, not mm. overcare. Yes, yes. <laughs> and yes. Uh, and and just get ourselves into a coherent state. At, at HeartMath, the, the chief uh, uh, scientist, Roland McCready, says, what are you feeding the field? Mm. What are you feeding the field? Because we're all connected. And, yes. and their research is actually saying that um, the Earth's, elect- the, the magnetic field of the Earth resonates with our our heart rhythm too. It's the same um, Hertz wave. It would uh, make perfect frequency. sense. So we do affect the earth. Mm. We do affect the earth too, as well as each other with this coherence. So Such power that we have as human beings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm grateful for the fact that you are teaching this because especially to children. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I think that we're in a time now that we're starting to see that children's development if they're done properly they literally will be the people who will save this world Mm -hmm. and i think right now you're doing that type of work for me in my in my in my belief system i believe that if we can get children in a heart-centered focus they'll much more likely to take care of our planet Mm 
much more likely to take care of themselves and take care of one another and from a much more authentic place. And uh, once we start doing that, the symbiotic relationship that we have with mother earth and one another, uh, we could have a slightly utopia style of life. I do believe that. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) No, I I, I'm, I'm all for a heart centered world and a heart centered generation of kids growing up with that, that superpower. Yes, because it is. It's a superpower. It's it's a superpower. I mean, it just that ability to have compassion and care for themselves and care for others. Mm. Be kinder, right? Just be kinder. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Well, Tracy, where can people connect with you and find you and learn more about you and and yeah, and experience the experience I get to have every Wednesday (laughs) in this moment. So, where can they find you? Oh, well, I definitely am available. You can connect with me. I have a website, TLC, uh, TracyChu.com is my website, mm-hmm. T-R-A-C-E-Y-C-H-E-W.com, TracyChu.com. And TLC at TracyChu.com is my email. So you can just awesome. send me a message. You can check out the website. You can connect me that way. I'm just doing uh, a lot of coaching right now um, mm-hmm. to help people through their stress uh, yeah. this time of sheltering in place. So I'm getting involved in some programs for kids too. We're going to be I developing love. a program for at-home kids, heart, mm. heart, imp- embedding heart into the education of kids. Mm. Um, yes. And uh, continuing to help just leaders and people in the world. Um, especially, I, my heart goes out to people that are carrying a lot of responsibility. So parents carrying the responsibility for their households leaders of companies carrying responsibility for so many people that are, um, and they're, that they consider as like their extended family. Mm, mm, First yes. responders who are caring for us. You know, um, I'm doing a lot of coaching for anybody and everybody right now. <laughs> well, you are a light worker that is going to help, help the world, Tracy. Yeah. I'm grateful I mean, for well, you. It's just, it's just this self, self-awareness self like we're mm. learning right now and then these simple tools to help us come to the heart, to yeah. let the heart handle it. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you for you, being Joe. the beautiful light that you are. Your smile, you. like I said, is so infectious. <laughs> I love it. I wish everybody could see it because uh, <laughs> it's just it, it just it makes me smile. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for everything. Um, no, thank I, you. People go out and connect with Tracy. She's just so awesome. So uh, yeah, I hope you have an awesome rest of the day. And thank you, Joe. You too. I look My forward pleasure. to seeing you. Yeah, I'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Bye, Tracy. My pleasure. Bye-bye. You. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this awesome episode with the beautiful, wonderful, smiling Tracy Chu. So grateful to Tracy for taking the time out to teach us that amazing heart lock-in technique. I hope you all enjoyed that so much. If you would like to connect more with Tracy, learn more about the things that she does, I'll have all those links available in the description as well as links available for Purium if you are interested in trying out the Power Shake or anything else, their products are phenomenal. Like I said, everything's organic. Uh, I also highly recommend the Biomedic. Uh, we have glyphosate that is rampant in all of our foods. Glyphosate is a carcinogen. It causes cancer amongst other terrible problems. And they make a probiotic that helps strip that stuff out of your gut. So if you're also interested in getting a healthier gut, there's so much stuff there available for you guys. Give the code a shot, longer life at checkout, and you'll get $50 off your first purchase of $75 or more. Um, The Quantum Healing Collective, if you guys want to check out more stuff with that, we have those meetings every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, every Sunday at 9.30. These meetings are extremely transformative. They're a zero judgment zone. Uh, It's absolutely amazing some of the transformations we've actually seen live in people, people just having moments of absolute um, understanding of themselves or a situation that they're going through. Uh, the group in the community is always there for everybody. It's such a wonderful thing to see uh, every week, the, the type of outpouring of support for people if anybody's going through a tough time. Plus, we have amazing speakers. Uh, there's some incredible speakers lined up. So if you want more information about that, that'll also be in the links below. 
Uh, also really cool information and I'm super stoked about this and I'm grateful to you guys for being faithful listeners and having so many people listen so far, which I think this is what allowed this to happen. I'm now on Apple Podcasts. So if you listen to the show, you get value and you love it and you listen often, please run over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, uh, maybe throw a five star on there if you could. If you love it, that'd be great. I'd greatly appreciate that. It helps this show get out there and reach more people. Um, I think that's it, guys. I'm so grateful for you all. As always, thank you for taking the time out to listen. I hope you gain some value out of Tracy's amazing story. Um, I just love her so much. I love all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for part of, being part of this community. Get out there and make some shift happen in your life, and we will see you next week on the Longer Life Podcast. Peace out. Love you all.